0: Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action stars of all time. I'm your host, Cisco, from Misfit Minded Media Reviews. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Misfit underscore Minded and Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit or my website at MisfitMinded.com. And
1: I'm your host, Shanny B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shanny B.
0: And today we're talking about the new documentary, Sly, focused on the career of Sylvester Stallone, it recounts his iconic characters his films as well as you know some biographical information on his personal story um so yeah another doc about um you know one of the more prolific action stars of the 80s what did you think Shanny b
1: this was so much more enjoyable than (laughs) i was ready for it to be i have always been very curious about sly he to me, has been a kind of enigma that has so much more depth than he really ever gets credit for. And I think to compare him to Arnold in an interesting way, Arnold advocated for himself in, in a different type of way. And to learn of the guttural way that Sly was always advocating for himself in one way or another was really, really fun. So being able to strengthen my understanding of this person I know so well for the characters he can play was really, really fun. And I love a sad boy, any which way you give (laughs) him to me, especially a big, muscly sad boy. (laughs) So sweet. So, so sweet. This is a pro
0: sad boy podcast for those who are not familiar. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you're not into it, I'm sorry, but I'm here to celebrate the vulnerability and yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I like that he is open about being in the business of hope and that he is open about not liking sad endings, wanting to be able to make his dreams come true (laughs) on screen, like He's just such a sweet person. And I had no idea what his family of origin situation was. Mm -hmm. You know, I know he does the reality show with his family now. That's like a little bit more light and fun. But to learn about the history and, you know, what as a child he endured was, oh, so sad to imagine this like sweet little guy. Literal sad boy. (laughs)
0: Literal sad boy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like next level devastating to imagine but then to hear what he was able to do to take that experience and turn it into something else just like his contemporary arnold like Mm -hmm. it's amazing that both of these men are able to lift themselves from the circumstances that they are handed and then instead of tear each other down they like build each other up they challenge each other to be better they are both who they are as individuals but also better because of each other and i like how in this story, we didn't have to really, I guess, compare them until it came time to acknowledge their shared, I guess, like uh, <laughs> evolution, right? That yeah. Their shared uh, history of being like the co-kings of action or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. like yeah. when it, like Arnold is in this movie as one of the talking heads, like one of the, you know, there's not a lot, but, you know, there's a few that they keep cutting back to. And I just like that for all of Arnold's um, interview scenes, he's just like, you know, you can tell he's like, just got off a pump. Like he's like really energized and like- He's listened- at
1: the gym. Yeah, he's
0: literally at the gym. And so like, when they're talking about it, he's like, you know, Sly would have this much opening and I had to have the next opening bigger. And then it's
1: <laughs> just like- it's right, but like understanding. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He has a knife. Oh, I have to have a bigger knife. <laughs>
1: So such a good, such a good uh, example of how when there's like the right kind of competition in Hollywood, when there is this understanding that we don't just want a certain kind of movies or a certain kind of genre, but we also want a certain kind of star in certain contexts. I liked revisiting Stallone's career and being reminded of that type of thing. Like, I feel like obviously there's a lot of content of him connecting to rocky but to see him again reflect on it in this doc and to be able to connect to you know like the the writing and the pieces of like basically to learn more about him as an artist and you know to giggle a little bit at that just because you know at face value you're thinking what (laughs) but then when you get close you're like yeah like this is the reason why actors are always advocating to be treated as artists because they absolutely are. Oh yeah. Even if they're molding their own body, you know, uh, Schwarzenegger style or their whole experience Stallone style.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's one thing you that comes across pretty, pretty well that like, you know, he's more than just Rambo or Rocky, even though like, you know, they constantly come back to those and like, those are the, Two characters he can always go back to, they say, even in (laughs) Last Blood, you know, Rocky made sure that he could still be alive, you know. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. because he doesn't like sad endings. Uh he says that. So yeah. So good. Yeah, they kind of like reflect on that. Um, I thought Quentin Tarantino being interviewed was interesting because Amazing. uh, I I read his uh his newest book, Tarantino's, that came out this year. And he has like a whole, I don't know about chapter, but like section where he talks about seeing Sly in that like early movie in the background or whatever, and then seeing Rocky and like it was a
1: Flatbush, yeah,
0: and then he was like so uh, obsessed with him as a, you know, as a screen like you have to imagine like that that whole story of like this guy literally writing his own screenplay because nobody wanted to cast him in things, um, and so he just wrote his own character and. We've done like Creed. I don't know if we've done any Rockies, have we?
1: Yeah, we did Rocky Four, the remastered yeah, edition. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. So. Edit, and we, you know, we got to explore him a little bit as a director.
0: Honestly, that that uh, documentary that they made for that uh, Rocky Four is like on the same level as this. It's pretty pretty fascinating. <laughs> of, he like,
1: really is such a fascinating guy.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, but just like seeing him and just like. Obsessing over like the smallest details from like 40 years ago <laughs> and then being like, you know, no, this, I don't like this take, use another take or whatever. And then like, it's just a completely different experience when we watch the new Rocky Four cut. It's like a very different tone. Um, and
1: he is one of the best reminders that like an actor is not who you see on screen necessarily. Sure, they may be able to reflect the characters they play. And I think that's one of the most interesting parts of who Sly is. But also, he is so much more. He's so clever and strange and emotional and uh, enigmatic or something. Mm-hmm. I also felt like I was expecting something more like in the Schwarzenegger documentary, where he was like way more able to be like, yeah, I have a kind of self-awareness and an ego and I am feel good with that. And instead we got this like person who is still looking over the details of his art 40 years later, who's like continuing to want to rewrite and retool and rework because he is a tortured performance artist who improvises some of his art, which I loved finding oh, yeah. out about. I always,
0: he's like, <laughs> Just, I always add more words to what's on the page.
1: <laughs> I bet every single director loved yeah, that about
0: him. The script supervisor was thrilled that they had the key. <laughs> adding to it (laughs) it's true he's an auteur he's a unique
1: kind of auteur but i really really enjoyed just getting to know him more on this personal level being present for whatever this iteration of self-reflection you know it was for him and so i'm glad we picked it you know like Mm -hmm. what about you what are you what are your takeaways
0: i mean i'm i'm largely with you like um having watched like the Arnold one, which is just so funny that even in this year, they're still competing with, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> with documentaries going over their careers and their success. Like, I don't know, like when they were made, like, but it's, they're being released in the same year. And it's like, this is the eighties all over again, like, you know, box office co- competition. And so it's, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I do like that. um, this was a film i will say that i don't think this needed to be a mini series like the arnold one necessarily Agreed. because arnold had that three act structure of uh three different yeah, careers uh bodybuilding mm-hmm. acting and then uh governing
1: Politics, so yeah.
0: yeah so i thought that made sense for that particular story and in this one i i like that it was just 90 minutes get out you're in you're out clean um mm-hmm. you know they uh, the wraparound story was a little weird. Like, I don't understand. Like, he's like in the middle of moving somewhere. He's, and it's, so, it's, bohemian, dude. It's he's so, so
1: bohemian, dude. He's <laughs> so bohemian. It's
0: just so weird. He's like in this empty house, and I'm like, where's his family? Like, he's he's acting like he's moving like to seclusion or something. Or like, like I, so you never see his wife, or she's never interviewed, and like he's just by himself the whole time in this empty house. And there's all these like statues of himself,
1: like being wrapped up from
0: all of his own movies and being. So I I get the sim, like symbology of it, uh, if that's the word. Uh, But um, yeah, yeah. But it was just like they could have just explained it better because I'm like, where is he moving to? Like, what is like? It was he
1: was building his own tomb. It seemed he was putting taking all the pieces to the pyramid. Um, but I agree. Like, it feels like he was hitting a wall where he, he always wants to be growing. The the theme I feel like that I took away from this was like, uh, you know, men like him and Arnold, they had really tough childhoods, so they don't like to slow down. They don't like to sit around and do nothing. They want activity. They want stimulation. They want something exciting. And I do feel like, particularly in Sly's case, he's a bohemian dude who needs to like feel like his art is also being uh, stimulated and and also being challenged, mm-hmm. and so I feel like he he seeks out discomfort, and that was an interesting part of this that I didn't see coming too was like mm-hmm. I think he's like moving because he just wants to force himself to feel excited about something and he's won everything,
0: yeah, what else? I can just he do? love though, like in the, I like preferred the Arnold one where he's just like he's just living in his house by himself with his donkeys, like. <laughs> Totally relaxed. Like, yeah, just like, <laughs> there was no, like, transit, but it almost felt like Stallone's, like, you could tell, like, that was a note, like, I gotta be doing He's something. He's a tortured artist. I can't just be, I can't just be sitting on my couch. I gotta, like, let's move, let's move some furniture or something. <laughs> can't do it. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah,
1: I I would be curious to, yeah, to see, I guess, like, what... Yeah, like, I'd love to have watched them have a conversation if somebody could be like, hey, you know, you both had your docs out. Can Netflix get these guys together to talk about reflecting on their lives? That would be
0: so interesting. We'd be down to to do the Q&A Netflix. Come on. Let's go.
1: Please. (laughs) But it is interesting. It feels like Arnold was, you know, trying to escape his childhood for different reasons and. It's so interesting to see how Sly really took the pain of his childhood and put it into his work as an actor and an artist and a writer. And that's not exactly what Arnold did. You know, he, I feel like that's why Arnold was more successful in comedies. And it was really interesting to have Sly like explore the time in his career that he tried to do comedies, that he tried to do something that's a different kind of authentic, that exists in a different kind of groundedness. And I I haven't seen any of
0: those movies, but I'm definitely
1: curious. Okay, I was going to say, have you seen any of the comedy Mm -hmm. movies that they were talking about?
0: I mean, they've always been talked about as, like, disasters. So it's not like (laughs) I I actively sought them out. Like, I got to see this. You know, it's like they're all bombs. They're all, like, huge bombs. and
1: I love a good bomb. I'll watch a bomb.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I know the one with Dolly Parton they did on uh, How Did This Get Made. So, oh my gosh. I've still never seen that, but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, now I, I want to see that. I have to see that. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> That's good. I do like, like, I think this kind of suffers from the same problem that Arnold's one did too, though, where it's like, you can tell, I don't know if they like produced it, but you can tell that they definitely have like final cut about like what gets, what information yes. gets doled out and like how emotional they want to get. Because <laughs> cause there would be times when it would be like, you know, he'd be reflecting about his dad or something like something that was like super interesting and then they would like move on to the next segment i was like wait 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 (laughs) like like stay Mm -hmm. there stay there like i want to know like what happened with your dad like all they said was like he was on his deathbed and then like sly makes like a joke and laughs it off and then they move on and i'm like no like so what ended up happening like did you guys make peace before he went like Mm -hmm. it was yeah i don't know it was tough like and but again i was yeah Yeah,
1: curious about why certain things were left out like to your point i was like why are you not talking more about his family life like he he it's a point of private private
0: about that but but they have a reality show so it's like i don't but i mean that has to be some artifice on that too i guess but still it's It's true.
1: It's true. I feel like you're correct that these guys, they still have Final Cut. They're still doing what they can, I think, to protect themselves and protect, you know, I guess us from vulnerability or something. Mm -hmm. But as they get older and as the documentary questions get better and they ask themselves these questions more and more, I do feel like little bits of authenticity and real vulnerability sneak out and snuck out in both. Mm-hmm. and those moments made me feel happy you know that like sly is a guy who always tried his hardest even when he was winning
0: yeah it was just i don't know like like i said it it just i don't know if it was like the like what why it was edited that way or if certain things were cut out but it would there would just be certain things where you know they it's like an offhand line about like his speech or whatever about the nerves or and then like they move on and i'm like okay what were, was he you were born with yeah, that Tyler. or like was that like later mm-hmm. in life like i think he was born with it is what i think
1: yeah like an accident during birth yeah. led to it and
0: but again yeah, they don't like real they don't explain it they just like they'll just like offhand like yeah and then like my mom gave birth and that was it and then uh yeah years yeah, later yeah.
1: <laughs> this, it's true like only small snippets which was interesting because i want to know those snippets but to your point, like he should, write a snippet.
0: he should write a book or something if he hasn't already. Because I feel like there's a lot of those holes that write. could be uh could be filled in a little more. I would like to at least. Because I mean, especially the dad stuff. I thought the dad stuff was like so fascinating. Like
1: heartbreaking. Dude. It was
0: heartbreaking, like <sighs> the all the way up until like where you know he was a polo star and he quit because his dad was such a hard ass on him and then when and when he was 40 when he was 40 he tried to do it again and his dad took a cheap shot at him and i'm just like dude this is fucked like this is so fucked <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: really insane. really really insane and like you know totally trying to glom on and yeah. just oh the has... competition
0: with tim with too where he wrote like a, his version of rocky and was like shopping it around hollywood Despite like people, that's disgusting like yeah that's
1: he has had a kind of like celebrity experience that usually a celebrity has like one of, you know, like they're like, oh, notoriously oh, yeah. like a hard family. Like, you know, I mean, more and more, I feel like because of um, social media and stuff like that, celebrities like if they had a shitty family, the press is also going to ruin their life, too. <laughs> you know, like he's they're going to get it. I think he's been married right a
0: couple now. times, right? Like so again, they they don't mention that. I...
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I wouldn't be clear. I just recall that he has a child who passed away that he very softly talked about again. And give don't mention, about. I had
0: to look it up. because um, I assumed wrongly suicide because he was so young. He was pretty it, young, yeah. Uh but I looked it up and it said uh heart failure. Um, so but that he was sucks. only he was only 36. It's like Oops. so young. Like and but like and there, that was stuff too where I felt like they could have, you know, maybe the son didn't have as many interviews or whatever. But I was like, there was that thread of like the son, like Rocky,
1: yeah, like- Rocky
0: doing all the talking, and his son just like in the interviews. And I was like, I want to know what the son thinks about all this because you know, Rocky Five was a huge bomb. I had forgotten that that was his actual son in yeah. the movie. I mean, I don't go back and revisit Rocky Five. I'll be honest, I that's it's a bad movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, Yeah,
1: win them all.
0: um, But uh, yeah, like, I just like him reflecting on that. And I did like how, you know, they they go into, you know, all the different Rocky entries. Like, you know, we love Rocky on this podcast, obviously. Yeah.
1: um,
0: As a franchise, I think it's one, I think I've said that before. It's one of the more, outside of Rocky 5, I think it's a really consistent, solid franchise. Like, Mm -hmm. every entry, there's something for you. And, you know sly obsessing about like you know people look down on sequels but i actually like them because they give you more story to work with um you know which some of them i'm kind of like I, I you know you know what story was there in rocky 4 <laughs> Rocky Four is literally just montages. I'm like, I don't know what what story. Maybe
1: the story said. there is sometimes life slows down and you should just relax and life enjoy is like it, like a
0: montage. You know, just. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I
1: think he sees his life as a montage he, when he, he was does like, "Does say that
0: though." Actually, <laughs> remember when he was doing the train thing? He was yes, just like life is just you <sighs> just you just see in these moments just go by like. God, I can't believe we we ran that back full circle. That's hilarious. He's the best. Uh, But yeah, like in that, he used Rocky as a character to express his frustrations of his own life. I thought it was like, Mm -hmm. and I kind of knew that already, but just to hear him like tell it himself, um, you know, and awareness, yeah, like that Rocky one was like, you know, the underdog, no one believed in him, and he just wanted to go the distance, blah blah blah, and. You know, how I didn't know like the actors that ended up casting there were like all the second choices, which actually, you know, is again the Rocky story. The second choice, you know, ended up being the best people for the part. That's right. Yes. Talia Shire, you know, was interviewed in this, which was pretty cool. Um, You know, to have Adrian come back and, you know, say like how empowering of a female character that was that he came up with and, you know, directing the sequel. and and things like that and so yeah i mean obviously as a that was probably like my favorite stuff was the was the rocky franchise um and they spend like a pretty big chunk of the movie talking about that which is like you know rightly so so (laughs) it's true Yeah.
1: yeah i think that's what what was so fascinating just about like his career and him as like an artist not just like a celebrity and star Is that like Rocky is an art form, it's a performance art form where he's like improv he's improvising alongside a character as himself and as the character. And I do feel like that that's why the juxtaposition of Rocky and Rambo is so valuable, because like Rambo's completely abandoned and devalued. And Rocky's entire community is always lifting him up. So there's something about how each of these characters helps him explore the very true experiences that he has had in life. You know, like in the first half of his life, really being forgotten and not having the right skills to get mention, what he wants. but don't being the given the opportunities. he was going
0: when he was first starting out, which I was like kind of waiting for that. Like I'll, he the only he has like, again, another offhand line where he's just like, while well, it was getting cast through these background parts where you have to be naked. And I was like, okay, <laughs> uh. You keep going you got yep. the name italian stallion somewhere <laughs> that's right push 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 um, so
1: goofy too
0: but yeah i mean I, I the best artists do that right like put their their own life on like you know i just watched david fincher's new movie i don't know if you've seen it yet on netflix
1: i'm about to watch it tonight i have uh, it on the list
0: can't wait to hear what you think about it but uh yes. you know obviously you know no spoilers but like that's about a hitman that is like obsessive. And a perfectionist, and spends all of his time making sure he gets things right. And it's like, yeah, David Fincher. There's a reason why he decided to direct that. <laughs> like, it just mm-hmm. makes total sense. Um, and so, like, yeah, Rocky or uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone. See, like, I can't. I'm getting the like, names mixed up. You know, that's how. That's <laughs> how. That's how synonymous they are. Uh, but yeah, like Sly counting on Rocky. Like, I like how they were talking about even through different characters, like in Rocky. Two, i think when um apollo's ripping up like you know the negative critics yes. or whatever like oh the fan mail mm-hmm. he's getting the hate mail or whatever and there were and i think tarantino was like you imagine that that was like sly you know because he was he would get really combative and like angry at critics who were like like well. like wanting to fight them like for giving him a negative review
1: <laughs> he really did which, he truly did do that which
0: like it's like you know you don't you can't take it personal so i like this
1: well but that's just... exactly it but is he that does. like sly's professional career was teaching him how to be okay being seen mm. right like not he wanted to be seen he wanted to feel loved that's what his childhood deprived him of and he had to learn in entertainment that like it, they want to love your character they don't want to love you as a person right. <laughs> you yeah. have to earn that you have to force that sometimes
0: mm-hmm. yeah and like You know, like, I I like to, again, they don't, they don't dwell on this, but when it gets to the comedies part, you know, he's just, you know, farce is a dead genre. He doesn't, he he doesn't blame himself at all.
1: (laughs) That's not fucking cool. Farce is fucking great.
0: But you know, that's like, again, not true, but also Sly not admitting that he's just not good at comedy. Like, he's just not. And so, but he can't admit that because he's Sly Stallone and he, he can't admit his faults, but um. You know schwarzenegger has been doing a bunch of interviews and he straight up says that he said that on conan that Salai was not good at, at comedy and it's, it's he's not he just isn't he just you know when you have like that kind of speech and you know it's limiting it's like you know kind of limiting to you and that that draw and that low voice and kind of slower speech pattern it's like it's hard to be you know comedy's fast and you got to be well, you know
1: being Farce is totally about being a caricature. And the whole thing is that like Sly is always fighting to not be treated like a caricature. So to move into a genre where he's supposed to embody a caricature, I feel like makes perfect sense that it was like really uncomfortable and threatening. And it like does make me think of how, you know, like musicians often get to cast themselves, often get to see themselves in the roles they want to play. And Sly is a lot like that. Where you know he's got to play the he has to see himself and make sense in a role. I don't know that he loves to play characters he didn't write.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I imagine probably not. um And then, mm-hmm. but he, I mean, he talks about too, like that when those the comedies bombed that he you know he finally realized that like I'm just gonna stick to this one thing, and you know I'm not Did gonna know. you know he he tries to apply it to all acting like you know you can't do different things or whatever different parts. I'm like that's kind of what acting
1: is in
0: his case he wasn't gonna do that uh and so you know he was just the action guy um but i did think that was again another interesting part they don't really dwell on but that you know they talked about like what he regretted the most and he said it was the comedies and not getting that time back with his family um so you know that that was tough but uh you know, you take those swings. And I mean, when he was talking about Expendables, though, and like how his body is never going to be the same. I was like, I think that might be like my biggest regret. If that was someone asked me, <laughs> I, I know the Expendables movies make money, like box office receipts, but like, Fun. Jesus Christ, dude, he's like, yeah, my neck, you know, my spine, the surgeries, my shoulder. I'm like, yeah, that's, that seems that's like something I would regret probably because Especially for expend like when he said the first expendables, I was like, "Oh man, that was such a bad movie. <laughs> to break your body over. It's not like Me. you can't even say like this was my masterpiece. I put everything in like Apocalypse Now or something. like but
1: <laughs> it is kind of that though. like he <laughs> is truly a performance artist. He needs to break his body to get the shot. You know, he's one of those like kinds of like method actors or something, except He can't, you know, the method is not, does not work outside of the genre that he's come, that he's found and come up with. The method is
0: the madness.
1: It is, (laughs) it is. But he's an important kind of shepherd, you know, he does give a voice to a type of guy that would maybe otherwise just be like a really dangerous incel. And instead Mm. he's like, this guy has a heart. Like this guy is able to. Like you might be able to see him and relate to him, and maybe he doesn't have to be lost in one way or the other.
0: We, I didn't get to, I didn't get to go on the Expendables episode, so I just let me just air out some of these grievances here because air
1: them now.
0: Yes, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that franchise. I think they get okay. better. I think like like every entry, like progressively, like two and three. I thought like it was, it almost seemed like okay, we get the formula now. That's but right. It took them a while, I think, and like you know some of those you're talking about incels like that was some of my issues with it where it was like uh i think it might have been the the first one where uh it wasn't Dolph Lundgren. oh it was jason statham and he's like having girl problems and he's like you ever had anything happen like this to you and Sly's just like hey man come on we're only friends here and i'm like what (laughs) i just started laughing he's like oh no he goes you're really testing the limits of our friendship. And I was like, "That's what friends do." We talk. Yeah,
1: about they talk about stuff. It's true. Oh man, it's true. the expendables so hard at that part. Yeah, yeah it, it is one that like starts in the past, in like his illusions of what this franchise or these franchises were, and then they progress into what they should be in the future. But that first one is egregious. And that Mickey Rourke monologue
0: that he has at the. First-
1: the fa- Mickey Rourke's entire character, dude. <laughs>
0: just, yeah. I don't know. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen the fourth one, but, you know, that was the one, you know, at least, like, in the second and third one, you know, that the villains got better, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and it, it seemed like they were having, like, a little more fun, at least. Because um, the first it's one is so serious. That's the other thing, too. Or it's just, like, dude, like, you know, if you're going to do a Rambo, like, make it this, like, surreal, like, it bombs everywhere like just cuz reality's out the window. You you had the first one is the realistic one. Like First Blood is the post Vietnam right. War movie.
1: Um yeah, you did the drama first. Yeah. Now you're free to have fun.
0: Yeah, now you can be shirtless and just shoot machine guns like
1: <laughs> And you don't have to do any drama in The Expendables. It's it's yeah. a total uh comedy. Like he it's a comedy he thought of. He just didn't realize it was a comedy yet.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and uh exactly. It's like there there are some, you know, funny moments in it. Like I even like in three like Spendables Three where like they have like the young crew versus Yes. Like he tries to recruit this young crew because the old guys like he's like, I care about you guys and I'm not risking your guys' life, but these <laughs> youngies, you know, and I have no relation to them.
1: <laughs> Classic. Uh,
0: so uh but then, you know, obviously the old crew comes back and, and everything. So I, I like I mean, the the story that he tells about the inspiration for Expendables is pretty funny in this documentary where he was like, I was at a Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and seeing these like, old guys. <laughs> I said, just love how is, candid I he is know. by
1: accident, even though he's also so curated. Yeah,
0: he's telling this with a serious face. Like he's dead serious. He's not laughing he at it. He's just like, yeah, man, these guys, you know, at their age you know, and they're jamming out. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Like, we should do that.
1: (laughs) It's pretty good. I mean, I will take it. I love the personal reflection that comes in unexpected places.
0: He was dead on when he said, though, because, again, even though I didn't, I don't like the franchise overall, he said people will see it out of morbid curiosity. And that is 100%. That's why I watched it, because I was just like, I, I mean, I had it for years. But when we finally got the opportunity to do it, you know, I was just like, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's watch it. Yep. You know, like mm-hmm. got sly in it. It's got all these people in it. Maybe something good will. There's there's some good moments in there. <laughs> you know, JCVD in the sequel playing the <laughs> and Chuck Norris showing up. <laughs> Well,
1: I mean, it's it's an amazing kind of it, it's just an amazing piece too, because each stage of his career is encapsulated by one of these characters even though there's rambo rocky overlap he they they represent different stages of his life and the feelings he felt at different stages of his life and that's why the expendables is genius because he is at the top of the mountain so of course he gets to play in an absurd dreamland where he can make anything he wants happen and of course he gets to reflect and look back and feel wise. Mm -hmm. I love that he gets to play the guy who is an expert because if he looks across his life, he technically earned it.
0: Mm -hmm. No, like I can't imagine like, you know, they talk about like him winning like best picture is your, like your first movie winning best picture. Like I can't even (sighs) fathom the amount of pressure because like, I mean, anyone who does win best picture Like, or wins an Oscar, there is, like, that pressure after that. And, like, that's, like, a thing where they're... Usually not good. Halle Berry taking Catwoman after she won her Oscar. You know what I mean? Like, that's... (laughs)
1: Halle Berry, dude. (laughs) Most (laughs) Most women getting, like, a divorce right after they win an Oscar, which you're like, what the hell, dude? Why does people's... Why does everybody fall? But it was cool to hear Sly be like, once you're there, then, like, what happens next?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, like, even, you know, I like... You know, he talked about Rocky Six being one of the proudest moments of his career, which, like, I, I thought that was interesting too, because I, I never would have picked that movie necessarily. And it's not a bad movie, but I just think, like, you can tell that that was, like, really important to him because he was, you know, he had said that he was talking about, you didn't want to say it, but, like, five being so bad that he didn't mm-hmm. let the bad taste in his mouth. It couldn't be. For audiences and for him the as the creator. That's right. You know, and so he's like, I have to, you know, put it back and, I like there's there's certain moments where like he's watching some of the specific scenes and commenting on them, which I thought was a nice t- a touch, you know. So, like, yeah, in the Rocky six one, he has that fame is probably the most famous scene in it. You know, where he has that monologue about like, you know, uh, nothing hits harder than life. It's yes. Not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and, all, and keep moving forward. Get back yeah. Up. yeah. That whole monologue. And um yeah i mean and the, and like that movie specifically is about his son like coming to terms with his son so mm-hmm. i think there's some you know autobiographical stuff going on there <laughs> that uh well that's
1: it yeah that's exactly it is that like he can always come back to rocky he can always come back to rambo because these characters are eternal they're not they don't just have one story their whole life is a piece of art and he he's an, an interesting kind of painter who allows himself to grow and change. But also, there are cornerstones, just like all auteurs, that are always going to be there if he is the artist. And I feel like that that is unique to him outside of Arnold because I feel like Arnold is just like a star. He's a celebrity. He is uh, more like... Um, a planet and sly is like the moon that pulls people closer with its mood
0: yeah and i mean <laughs> you know, I, I, like... I always say i pick arnold as my guy but that doesn't mean like you know there's things that sly has that arnold doesn't have like that that like yeah they are different th- that brooding like inner you know turmoil thing I, I, arnold doesn't necessarily read that um you know that often and so like it was a bummer when. They talked about Copland, which I think is a really underrated, like, so good, good. good movie by James mm-hmm. Gray. And, like, he is so good in it. But, like, I yes. felt like that was, like, a turning point where he was, like, I'm going to try this drama thing. Like, I'm going to put on this weight. I'm going to play this, like, you know, partly deaf character. Um, yeah, and- who's, like,
1: a sad guy.
0: Yeah, who's, like, a, a sad sap and see, like, what happens. And it bombed and no, and, like didn't do very well, even though like critically it's like well received. It was but... huge
1: where I grew up because I'm from New Jersey originally. Oh, so okay. it big, was fucking big New massive. Jersey,
0: <laughs> big New Jersey movie for sure. But I, I like I like when they talk about the the Bobby De Niro scene. That that was pretty cool So Again, another another scene where he's like, I've been waiting twenty years for this scene. To have the scene with, uh, you know, Bobby De Niro, and that he was like pushing him to to (laughs) to go harder.
1: Yeah, like see the like tiny little moment of being starstruck, to like feel the culmination of this moment, and to want more from it. So he's gonna push De Niro to get more from it. Like, and he he might have pushed
0: him a little too far because that line delivery is so hilarious. But it's also one of the famous lines of that movie of the "You blew it." (laughs) <laughs> it is like there's something
1: about how it's true like sly is a collaborative kind of artist and he needs to either collaborate with himself as the writer and speak his lines but i do feel like that's another reason why tarantino aligns with him because mm-hmm. i think that tarantino and sly are actually like really similar kinds of artists who love oh, films love talks showing. about that in the
0: book like he's directly inspired by his career like that's the career he wanted you know so good. basically that's so awesome i know <laughs> um i would you know that you know what would be fascinating is if he cast Stallone in something i know he said he's only doing one more movie but like that's the type of like career redefinition that stallone I... could use and that tarantino could definitely write him apart that's
1: i I totally worthy
0: of, of him. Yeah.
1: I wish he would do more dramatic work. I feel like you know, Copland he, he is has so that good. in him
0: and he's old enough now where it's like, I feel like that's just the but it's almost like a pride thing, I think. Where it's like yeah. he has that line there too where he's like, maybe this is like the the for starting point of obsolescence or whatever. And I was like, hey, Yes,
1: the big like, words. <laughs> the big words coming <laughs> um, through.
0: Yeah, I was like, first of all. Good, good word <laughs> drop. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I'm like, dude, no, you're still a good dramatic actor. Like, You could do parts that don't you don't have to shoot a gun in it and or like, um, you know, be physical like you, that that part of your life could be over. But I mean, I can't like I can imagine that might be hard for some of those guys yeah. to come to, to grips with. Yeah,
1: it makes him feel safe. It's the stuff that made him feel the most grounded, that made him feel the most like an artist. And I. I am curious, you know, like it's insane that he's done for Expendables movies. It's insane that again he has another franchise this
0: deep just this year.
1: Like is wild.
0: Still coming out, yeah. And like the <sighs> reality show, like it's it's almost like, you know, obviously he was around before me, but it's like he's always been around. He just always pops back up and mm-hmm. will do something new that you just you're like, oh okay, so whatever else. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sly's got another one to think. Okay. All right.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, do you feel like this was a way for him to reconnect and put himself back out there because you think he does want to make something else or try something new? Cause I guess I wondered if that's what the Arnold one was, but it didn't really feel like it. It felt like Arnold was like, this is a celebration. And this, this Sly one felt much more like it was just a reflective exercise. And in at the end, like when the credits rolled, I actually wasn't sure how to feel.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, well, the Arnold one—he has a book coming out to this year. Okay, so I don't think that was okay. any accident that it those makes- two came out back to back.
1: <laughs> Perfect sense. Okay, <laughs> um,
0: and like you know about like I think it's called like Self Made Man or so I don't know some shit like that or classic. Uh, yeah, and he's very in line. And he talks about that in the doc, like how he doesn't agree with that, um, you know, as a, a descriptor of his career um the sly one yeah i'm I'm with you i didn't know how to feel exactly either like it was kind of a you know that could be like a detriment to the movie um but you know i i I almost wonder if like going back and doing that rocky four thing like maybe like that kind of like is he started maybe reflecting more on his life and i mean and these guys are getting up there you know it's not like they're not young guns anymore so You can kind of you can kind of see like he talks about um, one of the interviews with his son next to him. He's like, you know, everything I have is like going to be passed on to them. They're my legacy, you know, that type of thing. So it almost kind of seems like maybe that more than anything that like he's just like wants to reflect on his own career, Um, you know, because there's definitely like pieces that are like they don't cover you know, like, I'm like, where is the demolition man? Uh, You know, like, cut Thank piece. You.
1: Cliffhanger. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: dread. Like, yeah, he did like a whole sci fi thing that, you know, wasn't necessarily successful either, probably. But like, I mean, I still think that's like a fun detour that he took, like in the 90s. Like, that was cool. And
1: I do feel like he had good, like good kinds of wide reflection on some of his much older work. But I agree. I feel like I am interested to see if he'll be able to still look back and be grateful for the interesting lessons that movies like that would give him when he is working with directors who work in another genre, who prioritize different things that as an artist, I think those things were probably positive. But I think he does have a real relationship to the way that people receive his art rather than just trying to entertain them, maybe how Arnold would. Like, I feel like if you don't like an Arnold movie, he's like, that's because you're stupid. And if you don't like a sly movie, he's like, what's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's kind of a, I know exactly what you mean. And again, weird choice that he ends it the where he does. I mean, like putting on producer hat real quick. Uh, Let's go. I would have ended this with Creed, the Creed movies. I think he's fantastic in Creed. And that was, I mean, maybe that was hard because, like, he lost the Oscar. A lot of people thought he that's where he was going to finally win his Oscar, um, mm-hmm. acting Oscar for his performance that's in the great. first Creed. Um, but, I mean, I still think that that performance is, like, worthy and, and goes along with, like, where he is now of, like, passing on the legacy to another creator and artist. Like, so that's where yes. I would have ended the movie. That, like, you know, I know he wasn't on the the sequels or whatever like the creed Creed 3 um but like again like that's that i think that's a great place to end you know that you know his legacy is still going even though he's not in creed 3 you know like exactly yeah
1: exactly and hopefully he'll be able to find a way to internalize that appropriately um because yeah maybe
0: we don't know i don't know maybe he's still upset He's
1: always he's always exploring. He, an artist is never satisfied with their own story; always looking to rewrite it. And I do feel like, while this was not a perfect um, documentary, it wasn't you know scathing or, or particularly rough in any level. way. Yeah, yeah, it was still entertaining enough and interesting, and did give me a lot to think about. What being able to spend this personal time with him so. It's fun when we take a break from like elevated, heightened fantasy and play in the movies we watch and then, you know, watch some kind of documentary that really talks about the people who delivered that entertainment to us. Um, yeah, yeah, I really I like a good documentary about these. About it's, a, it's a perfect, like,
0: you know, committal Netflix thing that like you just put on 90 minutes, very breezy, learn nothing, a little bit, nothing too serious or dramatic that's going to like you know cause you to like cry or anything like that but just like you know just to <laughs> it feels know. like
1: a fun uh movie club assignment for like sophomore year they're like okay you're gonna learn about like actually felt movies. like a school
0: project for sure <laughs> like college project for sure yeah i had those I had the same thing all right two questions i got two questions for you all right okay. first question how many uh statues slash figures of yourself in your house is too many and when did sly reach that point <laughs> my one. man's this house was many busts. filled filled to the brim like
1: to the point where i'm like why did you need some of these
0: busts yeah. like some it, of these i don't like, know
1: why they were made
0: it felt like i would you know what i would picture the number one rocky fan in the world and his room would look like <laughs> like there <laughs> was stuff in there like seriously he's got the hat that rocky wears he's got a bust of his head with his beaten up face which was like
1: pretty distracting sometimes
0: when he was talking and i'm looking at his busted rocky face as he's talking
1: (laughs) it was Uh, pretty trippy
0: yeah it was a trip and the you know rambo figures and like bust statues paintings I'm like it definitely he felt really like a triumph to himself. By himself.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't it yeah. wasn't like
0: anything else to break that up either. It was like fully hundred percent sly stuff. Like I think like, that
1: was maybe also like another kind of takeaway choice. here is yeah. that. Yeah, he, I think he struggles not to be very focused on himself and his experience and his story. And that makes a lot of sense considering the kind of neglect he experienced.
0: I'm not complaining. Like if I was successful like that, I'd probably like build myself my own shrine too. Like, look what I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you might be able to relate to your shrine a little better. (laughs) I do (laughs) feel like he is, he's fully immersed in what, what I feel like to him were positive reflections. You know, I feel like he. He is always trying to feel a sense of worth worthiness because of, you know, what he experienced as a kid with his terrible parents. And I think when he looks around and he sees these glorious images of himself, he, they are small reminders that like, he is great. He is worthy. He Mm -hmm. is wonderful. I just think he must need those reminders a little too much sometimes. And that, that, that is a strange kind of experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, Yeah. And I I was interested to, you know, like like, get some of that family aspect of it, but it's just like, you know, they show like he's got beautiful daughters, beautiful wife, like, but that's all I have to go on. Like, there's not, they're not interviewed. I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're (laughs) like like, supermodels. (laughs) Yeah. They're supermodels. They're (laughs) smiling. Cool.
1: I'm definitely (laughs) going to watch the show. I'm going to try to check the show out to see if they're, you know, like what is different about it. But, but yeah, like it was. An interesting uh, picture of what it's like when he tells you about himself on his own terms, and it's cool to watch these guys do that.
0: All right, next que- last question, um, and we can do this off air too. But I do this, <laughs> this got me in the mood to watch some Sly for in the next episode. If it's cool with let's you, let's go.
1: Okay, <laughs> what are you thinking?
0: There's two movies we could potentially do that have anniversary: um, okay. Demolition Man or Fantastic. or uh, Rambo Three. let's
1: see because because i really would like to do another rambo movie especially okay that's where i was waiting
0: to (laughs) Uh, because we did a rocky movie and i think that's to me that's the the itch i got watching this doc i was like I kind of want to watch Rambo. Like I, I want to watch a Rambo think, now,
1: <laughs> especially because like that's the one where he's on horseback ride, uh, horseback yeah. a bunch, and like now we know his serious relationship to horseback riding. So I'm really excited to rewatch number three. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Nice. Locked okay. in. Let's do it. Rambo three. Okay. Next.
1: Yep. Yep. We're it's gonna the, be. I think
0: it's the 35th anniversary, I believe. Let's so, go. Yeah. So. Damn. I know. Up there, i nice. you. Oh, when he was watching yeah, that scene too got... of that that old movie with the the son and the father, that was pretty great. Wait,
1: which one? Which one?
0: He was. It was some old movie with like uh, Anthony Hopkins. It was like a young Anthony Hopkins, and you know, it was like and, the, uh, the dad was yelling at Peter Weller, maybe
1: O'Toole. O'Toole, O'Toole was there, I think.
0: Yeah, and you know, and they're, they're like, oh, the
1: Lion in Winter. It was yeah. the Lion in Winter.
0: And the, uh, the, the, see, like
1: Sly's out here selecting Shakespeare plays to be like, I understand this character exactly, and, this and
0: he's <laughs> like, I relate to this so hard, and it's like, dang, like you need to make this movie, bro. Write this, yeah. tra- Write this movie. Like it, right? it seems like you have these unresolved feelings, like dramatic feelings. It's more. like I want to, I. That's to me as a fan of Sly, and, and you know, maybe we come off as two uh, Sylvester or. Uh, you know, Schwarzenegger biased on this pod, but like, that's just, I just want the best for him. Like, I just want, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's what I would like to see, and uh, you know, I feel like Arnold definitely, like, was smartly, like, at the end of his career, was like, I'm not doing this action shit anymore. I'll, maybe I'll do Terminator. <laughs> that's gonna be, like, mostly CGI anyway, you know? Like, he doesn't have yeah. to do...
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not breaking
0: his body, basically. Uh, He's got limits. And some of those Terminator movies are actually pretty good, some of those sequels, like, uh, the last one when linda hamilton came back was pretty decent actually um let's go yeah
1: she's snuck so, in. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: so i mean that's all i want for sly and hopefully you know when we when we get to Rambo three it's a fun revisit and mm. uh we get to we get to brag about sly more than yeah. we did today so
1: exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly i love him uh i i love all these guys i always i always have and learning more about them just makes me love them even more so definitely looking forward to that rewatch and yeah glad we picked this one
0: um yeah
1: yeah anything else before we wrap up
0: no it's on netflix right now check it out uh definitely and then you know listen to this or listen to this and then check it out whatever whatever you want to do
1: yes yes um all right, cool. I think that wraps it up for us. Let's get the plugs in and remind the people where to find us. Uh, so you never miss a minute of the action. Follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe to The Buffs on YouTube and Twitch. And follow me personally at It's Me, Shanny B, on all those platforms as well.
0: All right. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have time, please leave a positive review. It helps. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Follow me on Twitter at rampage underscore misfit and my movie page is at misfit underscore minded on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm on a full David Fincher binge right now, so follow me Let's on go. follow me on Letterbox too if you want to follow that journey. It's been fun. Almost got my full rankings up of his uh, filmography. So Let's that'll, go. Be, that'll be fun. I think I just uh, have to rewatch Mank and we'll see where that where that falls uh, on okay. the rewatch. So, and then my my website at MisfitMinded.com. So. Um, thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time for another edition of movie buffs stay buff stay buff you know hey, what do you mean <laughs> <laughs>